What's up, bankers? Hello, banker. Hello. So we're back, you little slutty sluts. Hello. We're back for more of Drive to Survive Season 1 recap, baby. Move Ooh. over, Bill Simmons. Ooh. This is the new rewatchables. Hold yes. on, beer. Yes, let's definitely let's definitely invoke the name of the more successful <laughs> show that we are ripping off. We're coming at you. Um, so we, you all, I know that everyone who's listening to this just listened to our incredible first episode. I will say that hopefully we sound so much better yes. on this episode because yes. we figured out the mics. We figured out how to do this in at least somewhat a professional way so that your ears will be um, not Less assaulted by, yes. uh, by Mr. Matt over here. And hopefully it can be a nice soothing soothing little listen to you i'm just glad you didn't assign blame to any one person in particular in gunther steiner fashion which is which is nice of you you didn't well i did kind of blame you it's a, I'm, yeah, i was being sarcastic oh, okay. it's a team sport it's, it's a, a team, team sport. sport but the buck ultimately stops with me <laughs> until it but doesn't. until it doesn't until i move the buck somewhere else <laughs> um so we Last night, so the first five we watched together. Yes. And this last... For the, <laughs> but we realized we couldn't spend five hours together again. That yeah. was just not an efficient use of time. Yeah, so we figured... we So so last night we both watched episodes th- six through ten, six through ten yes. of Drive to Survive season one. Yes. And we're going to give you, you know, our little fucking impressions. Our hot takes. Our hot takes yes. and our favorite moments, some of which I had certainly forgot about. I, I don't remember half the shit I saw, and I'm so... It's such a worthy rewatch, guys. It is a it is a really re- worthy rewatch because also what you think on certain moments is that like there's no more bitchiness after like you remember the iconic bitchy moments yes. of like Cyril and Christian like waiting for the press conference. Yes. You remember that because that sticks in your brain. Yes. And there's there's more. There's, there's so there's much so more. much more. And, and and the the guys that you're watching in the show, you don't really know them as well as like when you start watching the races afterwards because yeah. you're fully in. And now you're like, oh, he actually, wow, he said that. That guy that I know now really well said that shit. And and it's better to watch it knowing what's ha- what's going to happen and all the foreshadowing. It's like foreshadowing for like things to come. Right. And like it. You just have a richer. It's a richer watching experience rewatching it, well, knowing also, the future. Also, coming from our experience, knowing a single thing about like yes. racing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> These things have such uh, deeper context yes. for what. When I was first watching it, I was just like, "Yeah, like, I guess his tires. Yes. They need to put on new tires, yes. but like, I don't really understand why. And like, uh, calling certain people in early on the pit lane, and all that that kind of goes into that." Um, and I and you get that like oh qual- like qualifying well is like means is really important like that day but could be useless tomorrow right. like depending on how the race goes so like understanding that but mainly like just knowing like how it panned out for those guys like whether or not like they made good on the promise of their career or they didn't yeah. whether they improved or stayed the same like w- like you know what's interesting is like. You know, when they forgot, like, I think it was Will Buxton or Buxley or whatever the fuck that guy's name. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was someone saying, like, Max needs to, like, when Max was struggling, it was like, Max needs to learn to pick his battles. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah same. D- same. Same. Like, it's still, that's <laughs> yeah, still, that's his, still the vibe. It's still the vibe. <laughs> and he's like, fucking 
fighting with Okan, like, who's just trying to unlap himself. It's like, dude, just let Okan buy. Like, you it's know not what? A big... No, no, no. Shut the fuck up because we're going to get okay. into that later because okay. we have drama around okay. the match. Okay, okay, okay. So let's start. Let's start with episode six. Episode six. And episode six is really the we hate Sergio Perez episode. Yes. And it's a full hit job on Sergio. It's a full propaganda hit job on my guy Sergio Perez. Well, because on the internet, everybody loves him. Everyone's like, he's the nice daddy. Uh Uh-huh. And they totally they totally do a successful job of him being the most hated. Like you hate him. They you hate him. And the reason that you hate them is because they 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 lift Okan up. Yes, they <laughs> they put him as the foil for Okan, which I guess that season was a bit of the situation. But like we've said in in previous episodes, like there wasn't that much going on that season in terms of like actual drama. So they kind of had to be like, well, these two teammates kind of don't like. Well, each other. it's just a master class in. In filmmaking, yeah. they should teach this in in film class, like in manipulating the shit out of people. Yeah. Well, first, first they're like, who's gonna buy the? Because this is right after you know. Right. So the, at the, the time, right they're the, both on Force India. Okan and Sergio Perez are, are both, both on, on Force, Force India, India and who VJ just had their Donald Trump. <laughs> Indian Donald Trump. Get, is is you know, lost a team, and they're like, who's gonna buy it? Who's gonna buy it? And like, we don't know. And then reveal Lawrence Stroll. And it's like, oh shit! And obviously, it's 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 assumed that that Stroll is going to switch team. Well, that his well, son yeah, is Stroll. Okay, so it's assumed and uh, you right, know, correctly like, assumed yeah. that that because Lawrence Stroll is now there to you know pick up the slack and save the day for Force India, that Baby Stroll is going to get the team. And there's an amazing moment in the in the early episode where um, Stroll is being interviewed at one of the press conferences. And um, he's just kind of sitting there with this, like, shit-eating grin. He's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know where I'll be next yeah. year. And, <laughs> and he says, and he's, he literally says, you know, we'll see what my dad will do with me. Yeah. He says, we'll see what my dad will do with me. He goes, but he's a, he's a pretty nice guy, so yeah. I think it'll work out. Can I just say, Stroll, uh, Lawrence Stroll, I wrote down, Fabissinapunam. Fabissinapunam. So, so uh, everyone's heard the term Shainapunam, which means, like, nice face. Fabissinapunam is... is Lawrence Stroll's face is in that dictionary. It is a, Yiddish. It is Yiddish for just a sourpuss. Yes. It is a terrible. You just your whole you evacuate your whole soul through your ass when you see that guy's face. It's <laughs> terrible. And so they they prop up this thing of like Lawrence uh, Lance Stroll is now going to you know take that seat and it's gonna whose seat is it gonna take? And then and then and then they sh- they show Ocon being right. like I come from yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know. I don't do a good French accent, but like I come from humble origin. Oh, he said this amazing thing where he goes, you know, they say it's very difficult to do um, Formula One if you're like normal. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> right. if you're normal, he said yeah. the word normal. That's how he described like if you're just a human being, you can't. And it's like, you know, we have to give up everything. So this and that and the other thing. And then then it cuts to cert like. You know, my, we lived in a caravan. We did not have much, but we had right. Each well, other. they're setting up this whole thing of that, like that Okan was born. They they they're they're setting up as if Okan was born in a dumpster, where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably just like middle class. He was probably just like lower middle class, right? Or middle class, middle, middle, and, middle. But compared to Lance Stroll, he's uh, you know he's a he's homeless. No, but then they <laughs> cut to they they first they sh- they show Okan like coming from humble origins, and he describes himself as normal, which I love. 
loved. And then it cuts to Sergio Perez, which is like, I have Carlos Slim's money. Right. Like, so they they set it up that yeah, it's 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 Ocon coming from nothing, and then they kind of say and and they they allude to the drama that's been happening on track. No, but then they show Perez as like I got all of Carlos Slim's money. Like I am right, right. So, so, the richest Perez guy in the world. Is, so Perez's story, if we can get into it, no one knows who the fuck Carlos Slim is. Who's listening to our goddamn podcast? You gotta you gotta spell this shit out for some people. Okay. okay? I, well, I, try, I try to. Do you, I try, know, you know who Carlos Slim is? He's a telecommunications guy in Mexico. He's one of the richest men. And how in the did world. you know that? Because he's. A, did you Did you know that beforehand? Yes, I did. I did. I'm You're not, more well-read than I am. Okay. I don't know the fuck. I mean, that name kind of sounds familiar, but I'm not like, oh yeah, of course it's Carlos. Well, because if you ever, if you ever looked at like well, richest like, guy like Rupert, in the he's world, he's like Rupert Murdoch of Mexico. No, it's more like telephones and shit and okay. like that sort of stuff. Like communications. Communications. Okay, so well, they. What's interesting about it is that because my interpretation of this whole episode is that it's a fucking, it's unfairly mean <laughs> to fucking Checo, who they paint as this like. Bond villain who, but when the reality is, Checo was like, yeah, like I was in Mexico and I was like, I didn't think I'd ever have a chance to like compete in Europe because it was too expensive. So when he was 14, he said that he like called all of these people being like, will you sponsor me? Will you sponsor me? Will you sponsor me? And he like called Carlos, he, he somehow called, called Carlos Slim and was like, I'm the fucking guy and you're going to want to back me. And he's been his endorser ever since. So he doesn't have like an actual dad, like true. He's not, his dad isn't a fucking rich billionaire. But I he think his hustled. dad is very wealthy is and he? is connected. And oh, is like, he? I don't think it just, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, his dad isn't a billionaire, but his dad is like a mover and shaker. Could, of Mexico. He could get Carlos Slim's he could phone get, number. He could get Carlos, he could get, he could get to Carlos <laughs> Slim. So, th- so then you have this whole setup of, um, Stroll's going to take one of their seats. It was funny because Perez calls. I love when they say like, like Gunther Steiner was like, it was my idea to start a hospital. Like, it's like so stupid. Like, like Perez goes, I called Carlos Slim and we had this vision, an idea. He was basically like, give me money, please. Like, right. like it was this, this grand but When he's vision. 14. You're right. He's 14. It's But impressive. he talked about it. Nobody talked about it. Like it was like this master plan. It was like, write me a check so I could keep doing this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he had to sell him on like I'm the next guy. I'm the guy. Okay. So is it a mass? Yeah, I'm sorry. It was it rocket science, not necessarily, yeah. but it is like, hey, like I'm this 14 year old who's like crushing it in like Mexican go karting. Right. So will you be my sponsor so I can like make it in the fucking? And it worked out because okay. he's a huge fucking star. But Ocon's just kind of coming up. So they're battling. They're battling this season. For basically, who's gonna not get their? Who's gonna like get their seat? taken by stroll and who's going to be able to keep their seat <laughs> and so the whole season it kind of like boils down to like these two guys like fighting for who's the better driver in order to keep their seat and will buxton's like i wrote this down he goes let's just say they're not on each other's christmas card list <laughs> i'm like dude go away it's so fucking british <laughs> nobody's like trying to be so clever and whatever but anyway um, and they say the most iconic bitchy lines to each other in the press yeah. and on the track. Right. So they keep crashing into each other. And they're like, they show all of these clips of them like, you know, just nudging like each other. nudging each other. And they're, they're, they're in the similar cars. They're always like battling for, you know, whatever position that they're battling for. And there's, there's moments of, there's moments for both of them where like one of them runs the other one off track. Yes. One of them runs the other one off track. Right. Like, and they're, they're both getting pissed off at each other. At one point, Ocon's like... 
you know, he just had a family. Like, you, you know, he just had the <laughs> children. Just I don't know if he wants to die. I don't know if he wants to die or not. And I was like, wow. That, that is the is... craziest shit I've ever heard. I love how, like, they're less PR managed mm -hmm. than, like, in the NBA. Like, no one would ever say that. Yeah, totally. In America. It's like, he just had a kid. Does he want to die? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's wild that he said that. Yeah. And um, there's even... So, as as it's going, uh, you know, Checo's also a veteran he's been in, he's been in formula one for years and okan's like just trying to make a name for himself yes. so he's like got he's he's fighting against all of these all of these obstacles and it it's starting to like come to a head and and it's really exemplified by when they go to the mexican grand prix oh and they're yes. driving and they're literally like this driving in they're driving in the, the car on their way to the track or whatever and okan's like yeah, I mean, like, he's every look at him, he's everywhere. And it's just like billboard after billboard after billboard of Checo. Wait, you're missing the part where, like, Checo gets into a helicopter and flies to the race? Oh, does he, does he really? Yeah, I'm, they I'm, cut to Checo getting into a helicopter and flying to the race, <laughs> and Ocon's just, like, in a fucking, like, Subaru. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a suburban right. SUV being, like looking at posters of Checo. It's but, fucking amazing. Yeah, they're driving through the thing and it's like Checo like in a Coca-Cola ad. And he and, and, and then Ocon like, says, he yeah. looks happy. Yeah, Ocon literally says like, <laughs> he looks so happy. Which is like brutal. Yeah. Especially like, you know, I, I, I happy, think he knew at that point that he was losing his yeah, seat. Yeah, I think he knew at that point that it was, it wasn't looking good for him. Yeah. And, um, and that Checo had the sponsorship that was going to be able to keep him in his seat there. Yeah. And there's even a moment, um, there's actually a really interesting moment because Hamilton is not, and Mercedes and Ferrari are barely in this season. They're certainly not interviewed, but there's an interview where Hamilton is up there with Ocon and he basically like says, you know, this is kind of fucked up yeah. that uh, yeah. uh, people have access to these sponsors and then they're getting seats not because they're better drivers so he has like he's got Ocon's back well Ocon is the Mercedes driver he's Toto's boy so sure. there's a little bit of politics but there's there. also a level where like Hamilton you know has Hamilton also comes from humble background yes so Hamilton's like sees a, a bit of himself in Ocon um, yes, and what, what I and there was a very likable moment with Ocon where he comes in like third or something. He qualifies third or fourth. Where they go, um, they tell him over the radio. They go, they go. It goes uh, Hamilton, Vettel, you, and then Ocon goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm in this company right now." Yeah, and it makes you feel good knowing that like later on he wins. Like we it, like. Later on, he wins a race, like right, like right. recently. Right, right. He like just it pans him. out for him. Like right. you're less stressed out. Right. Watching it now, and because it gives the vibe of like Ocon will never, you know, it's like he's kicked out of the sport forever. Yeah. Because at the end of the episode, they reveal that Perez is keeping his seat and Ocon's not. After there's a race in, um, I think it's in Singapore. Yeah. In the Singapore race, they have like basically like when they were. They're racing, and then they told them to stop racing each other because they kept fucking crashing into each other. And then in the fucking Singapore race, Checo is just like driving like a madman, and which gives you a greater appreciation if you like now that like you follow it because you go because like now you know like in Austria he was driving like a crazy person when Nor right. remember when Norris hit him yeah 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 and then he went and hit 
Charles Leclerc twice and got two five second penalties. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's a very emotional driver. It's interesting because he got this. He has this like little like sweet little guy disposition. Yeah, he's got his little like a double chin. Yeah, and he's got his like I'm just you know just a sweet little guy. But then like if you if he starts if he gets his blood boiling during a race like he starts fucking like driving like a crazy. He goes on tilt. Yeah, he goes on full tilt, yes. and, he, and he drives Ocon into the wall, and then he's also, like, driving recklessly with, like, everyone uh, else. Yes. And then after that, they're like, <laughs> which is what is classic about this sport. He drives crazy, crashes into his teammate, and at the end, they're like, and he will be keeping his seat for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, they don't show that, like, he fully beat Ocon in the standings. He did beat Ocon in the standings, but, like, it didn't help that he drove him into the wall in that seat. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it did not help Ocon's points. But it's also, what, what also is interesting about those two guys is that, like, ultimately those two guys are not, like, crazy hotheads in terms of, like, the press. Yeah. And there was a level where, like, they were doing their best to be, like kind of catty with each other but there was something about it that was just kind of like you know that like they just wanted them to be like if i was a producer i'd be like lean into it like yeah say he's an asshole right like like call him a dick but they don't they're just like i don't know does he want to like he they just don't they don't have the same they're not stars ultimately (laughs) i don't think i mean it's like i think you know checo is because he's the only mexican driver but like on, on on some level like their their energy and their kind of like there's something about Ocon that just rubs in the wrong way. He's just like annoying to me. Uh, as much as he comes from humble rack backgrounds, there is something about his energy and vibe that feels really like entitled. He does have like a kind of like, like what in heaven for me, which is exemplified later by what he does to fucking my guy Max. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like I hate the guy that laughs at you when you're mad at him. Right. Like he just, the, the yeah, giggly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like nervous, like that pissed me off. But so episode six, I, I title because I, I think maybe we should give a title to each of these each of these. Well, episodes. I just want to say one thing that I noticed about this this um, like this episode really crystallized is that it really leans into the Game of Thrones thing because now I know Ocon a little bit better. But what it's very manipulative is they show you a guy they they show you a guy they make you like him and then they slit his fucking throat. Right, which is very Game of Thrones. They're like, here's Ocon, isn't he nice? Here's Checo, isn't he mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Checo flies away in a helicopter and wins. Ocon fucking loses. Yeah. S- you suck our dicks. Isn't this <laughs> isn't this brutal? It's misery porn. Right. It's 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 so Game of Thrones like that. Yeah. It's also this. They they a couple times in this season they at the end they just put like a text like, of like Ocon did not find. A seat <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah. So Ocon's out out of a fucking seat at the end of this at the end of that episode. And so I put that episode. My title for that episode is. Um, Pravda on my boy Checo. <laughs> Hatchet job. Hatchet job on my boy Checo. Oh, and when, and when they're all so sweating. And get, can I just say, I don't understand how all these guys could just get on a scale so nonchalantly without a full panic attack as a, as a, as a, as, a, as someone who has weight fluctuations. Like, like they're just like, up oh, getting on the scale. Like if I, like, I'd be like, let me take some things yeah. off. Like you're whole, I'm like, dude, you're holding your helmet. What are you doing? Like put that, like. I would be like full offensive lineman if I had yeah. all that shit on. Like, like <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm at the doctor and they're like, "You want to step on the scale?" I'm like, "Hold on, let me take my shoes off. Yeah, let yeah, me yeah. take my socks off. Let me take everything off. Oh, I think I have a bracelet. Let me get the bracelet off." Like, There's they're just like doop doop. Like, I'm like. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. very casual. Very about it. casual. Well, they all weigh a hundred pounds. But there's a moment they're, they're also skinny and hot. <laughs> they're so fucking skinny and hot. Um, <laughs> there's a moment in in 
<laughs> in the first episode of This Is Us, yeah, yeah, I'm making a This Is Us reference, baby. Yeah, there's like uh, the Chrissy Metz, who is the the sister who has yeah. the weight issues. Yes, she's getting on the scale, and she's like, you know, like naked in her bathroom, and then she like notices that she has earrings. And she like gets on the stage. Oh no no! Let me take these off. <laughs> that is totally me. That's us. That would be that would be us. That would be us if we were getting on the scales. Right. We're right. Getting hold, on the scales. Like, let me just hold, put my let me just put I, my helmet ESPN down. would cut to me and be like, "Up, oh, Ellis off is getting fully naked again <laughs> before he gets on the scale. <laughs> he's getting naked in the paddock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cut away, cut away. Yeah, uh, yeah that Ellis off, and he's got a uh, he's an eccentric one. Yeah. Um. So the next episode after six, oh, yes, is, is, we go back to our boys at Haas. I need to be hosed down. And in, and in and in the first episode, you're introduced to Kevin Magnuson, who's one of the Haas drivers. Just the appetizer. This is the appetizer. The appetizer. <laughs> and in episode seven, you get the main course, which just, is our just, by, which is our guy Roman Grosjean. Wait, can, and then it opens on him in the most iconic. Mm-hmm. His glasses are iconic. He's got those like yeah, super yeah, yeah. European. Like the directors of Cruella with Emma Stone. Yeah. If they saw that, they'd be like, they'd be like, damn. Like we should have. That's that that's like iconic. Get Emma He's Stone out of here. Get Emma Stone out of here. French driver Roman Grosjean. In French. This. Swiss. She's all. He's also Swiss, which he says in the episode. He says like, "I'm on time, so I'm Swiss." I'm like, okay. Let's except not, when it's time to. Hairs. Except, <laughs> except when you're racing, then you're very late. And the kind but, of vibe of this whole episode is that, and what I would entitle it is the the title of this episode should be Grosjean is a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it basically he is like mentally ill. He's mentally ill, and he drives like a fucking madman. Yes, and I love him. He just I like, love him so much. They just show him just like crashing into just everyone, just all of these races where he's just crashing into the entire field. But I feel like I'm watching American Sniper. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, like he's slowly coming unhinged, uh-huh. and he's like calling his wife, being like, "I, I just want to hear your voice." Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's just like, "I just want to talk for a second. Like, he's, he, he's shaking a he's, dead, he's shaking a lifeless baby. Yeah, like he's just like, <laughs> he's like putting his hand through his hair. Like, he's just kind of like, he's. You could feel like he's really like, just struggling. He's he's got like a monkey on his back, and like what's so funny is like, when he takes the sunglasses off, you're like. Oh, he's got like haunted eyes. Mm. Like he's got this really haunted look. I'm like, oh, put those sunglasses back on. Like, cause I'm seeing like eyes that are like a little bit dead inside. Mm-hmm. Like, cause most drivers that like they get emotional, but you like, he really feels like he's going through shit. Well, he they they mention a race like in 2014 where he like crashes into the whole field. <laughs> We're like it's literally like on the first turn of the race, he has like a Botas moment that just of, of what ten, just happened, but it's times, like ten times, times worse. Botas. And he just crashes into the he's like a there's like a ten car pileup from him just like doing something reckless. And he goes airborne. And he goes airborne. Right, he right. goes flying. He goes flying and like there's they they cut to him and the, he talks about getting a psychologist. Like he was like I went to therapy after I, I started talking with a sports psychologist after that happened. He goes you spent all this. He, he gives like that classic and kind of like annoying refrain yes. that, that like everyone makes now about mental health where it's just like you work on you work out your muscles why not work out <laughs> your mind? And I'm like well only if it works babe because he keeps well, doing it. Yeah I mean <laughs> it's yeah 
I mean, it's good that he's getting help, but like he talks about it so much. I'm like, is it working? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also so in the beginning of the season, he's just like fucking up, and he keeps doing what he's he keeps doing his classic Grosjean thing, um, to the point where. Um, at one point, when when he fucks up, um, St- Gunter says, I-, "I don't know if I can live like this." Anymore. He goes, "I don't know how much longer I can live like this." I don't know how much longer I can live like this. <laughs> and then you're, what's really funny is watching because you're like uh, three more years apparently. Yeah, <laughs> because like you know that he keeps him on. Yeah, which makes me think because I looked at the standings. Is Magnuson beat him badly those next couple of years? Yeah. So in 2018, he beat him. 2019, he beat him. In 2020, um, Grosjean actually got two points and Magnuson got one. I'm like, why did he keep Grosjean on all those years? Yeah, I think he liked him. Gunter, it's interesting because it's like, in the same way, because last time we talked about like if you have like these, if you have humanity, that the yeah. sport isn't for you. I think like Gunter has too much humanity. Gunter doesn't fire anyone. He's, he's so he, reluctant he to like. He seems mean, but he's actually a sweetheart. They also down. say they also say at one point. I don't know if it's this season or another season. I don't. Maybe it's not this season. But they say like um, the interesting thing about Haas is that like n- no one goes in and no one goes out. It's right. like it's the same crew. Right. Despite everything, he just like keeps the same people, which is like a nice sentiment. But then knowing where they are at, at this point in in Formula One history to where they are now, it's like maybe you could have fired a couple of people. Um, well, it, so I think that, that the interesting thing is that, you know, now that Gunther's like our total laughing stock and a total meme, right? It you, you forget that he does say some, he does actually say some pretty insi- insightful things yeah. about what's going on with, with Grosjean. Uh-huh. And, he, and yeah, he's, he's like kind of connected to his psychology. He understands what's going on with him. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't he, know how to fix it. Yeah. He, he, he feels it's like, um, it's like they're his nephews. Right. And he's like, and he doesn't have kids of his own. Right. And it's like, it because it's not like they're, they're his children. Because he's like, there's something about it that's not that vibe. But it's kind of like, he is really connected to, like, when Grosjean, uh, like, he crashes at one point, like, during qualifying. And he's like, there's no need. Yeah. I mean, there's no need for that. There's no need. And he goes, he goes, you know, he, he it's because he wants to be the best. Yeah. He wants to, to drive the car even faster, but he can't do it. And he's... Well, what you learn is that, like, the car has a limit. Uh-huh, and right. you just, the best drivers, they know exactly where it is. Yeah. And you, they don't go past it. They're like, this is all the car can do. And right. he just wants to go past it. Right. And, like, you can't, if you go anywhere past it, then you're going to crash. Right. And he's just ex- diagnosed it where it's like he just wants to do better than what the car can do. And he also says something else, like else, which is like was our thesis statement last time, which is like nice guys don't survive in this sport. Like, right. he, which is not really connected. But but it seems like Grosjean is a sensitive guy. Yeah. Is a, is like takes it like he doesn't have the sociopathic like 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 Max would crash into 10 people and be like, it was their fault. <laughs> Like right, they were right, in my right. way. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Gross John will crash into all those people and be like, and he just goes, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like he takes it. Like he has a conscience. Yeah. He feels really, he feels, he feels really so bad. Ba- like well, he, you know, every crash he car it's like weight on him. But you know what? It is, it is interesting because when I was watching this, I was thinking about like, you know, like this, this sport is there's, you know, what's unique about it is that like, there's lots of guys who are like the reckless players in other leagues. You know, there's the Dennis Rodmans of the world. There's like the guys who are in in like hockey are the guys who are the enforcers yeah. who are a bit like yeah. reckless in their thing. But like on those sports, like you're gonna get like a hard check. You're gonna get like a hard like pick. 
in Formula One, a guy's going to crash into you going 220 miles an hour. Yeah, and, and it's over. The race is over. And then the race is over. There's just something about, like, it's it's Dennis Rodman in a Formula One car. Is like what watching Grosjean is like. But Grosjean isn't like Dennis Rodman. He's actually, like... But in he, terms he of does his, like, Dennis Rodman shit, and then he's obviously like he doesn't have the the crazy eccentric like personal life. But in terms of the kind of, but he's not a killer. He's just rec- he's, he just makes mistakes. Yeah, but like he's, Max is more like Dennis Dennis Rodman. He's like he's like don't get in my like I'll fucking kill you. Then what is Grosjean? Grosjean is. <laughs> Is Mr. Bean? He just like you know what I'm saying. Like he he just he just he just makes errors. But he's Mr. Bean in a, going 200 yes, miles an hour yes, instead he, of like instead of like kind of like slipping on a banana yeah, peel. Yeah, he's like yeah. crashing into a, a fellow a fellow driver. Grosjean isn't mean spirited when he does or aggressive. Yeah, he just makes errors. Right, and he keeps making errors. And there's a there's a moment which we've talked about in some earlier episode, but um. Uh, at a certain point in the season, uh, Gunter, in classic Gunter style, calls this dinner for uh, to show his appreciation. To show his appreciation for for the whole team and all the mechanics and everyone, and he uh, and he gives a little roast. He gives a little speech. He gives a little speech and a little roast, and he, he right. says, "Let me let me make a little joke here." And he and he's like. Um, you know, like we're here, and um, you know, Roman Roman is not here. Uh, maybe because he was too embarrassed, because he didn't have any points, or you know, maybe I didn't invite him because he doesn't deserve to eat. And the laughing was so forced, and everyone so was so forced. uncomfortable. Yeah, and uh, he goes, and then he's he does the classic line where he's like, and you can tell him, I, I you know, you don't have to tell him. I said I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. So you don't have to say it, and I said it because I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say it, which is. Also hilarious to think about like him like getting into work early to be like, hey, Roman, so glad to see you. Um, so I was just shit talking to the entire team on Friday because you weren't at the dinner. So I just kind of said it's because you suck. So I just wanted you to hear it from me. And um, so didn't get back to you because I thought that would be the nice thing to do. That'd be the nice. Thing to do. That'd be the good and decent way. That's how I run my. That's how I run my squad. And then I loved when. Uh, Roman kept bitching on the radio, and he goes, "Just tell him to focus on fucking driving, not fucking whinge." Yeah. <laughs> whinge. Well, whinge is what, like him whining, complaining. Yeah, whinge, yeah. not fucking whinge. Yeah, he's like, he's like, focus on the, focus on the driving, not on the whinge, not on the whinge. <laughs> and then he goes, Roman, he has to be more determinated. He said <laughs> he that. He did made, say that. <laughs> he said a word. He made up a word, yes. which was a great word. Determinated. Determinated. That's so. Which funny. Is that a, is what. That is. If, if there was like a book. A Roman Grosjean memoir. Yeah. It would call Determinated. Determinated. <laughs> that really sums up yeah, this whole fucking he's thing. Determinated. It's also interesting, like, watching him, the precursor to what we know also happened to him in Formula One, given his, like, which, crash which is, this in guy, 2020. This guy has got... This guy has got death written on his forehead. Yeah, he's just... He is... He's got a fucking death wish. And yeah. now he... And then he quit, and now he's in fucking IndyCar. Yeah. And it's just like... My boy, Roman... I love your nose. <laughs> I love your schnoz. But babe, maybe it's time to hang up the uh, hang up the booties. Yeah. So the, there's not that much in this episode. I mean, there's something to, to say about the like the rest of this. Well, the crash was the best thing that ever happened to him. The big one. Why? He's now at IndyCar. Well, he was done anyway. But now he's now oh, well, now he's li- a legend. Now he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, likes yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. And he actually I said, "I actually listen to it because I'm a loser." Yeah. I listened to podcasts. Uh-huh. 
We're going to bleep that out because we don't give any other mainstream <laughs> <laughs> yeah. media yeah. any credit. But he said he said that it was the best thing that ever happened to him because because it made him like appreciate life and right. like, be grateful and and also he like people stopped making fun of him because they were like oh shit like right, right, it's right. real yeah. like it's not a joke yeah yeah like when I say it's like it's like even it's interesting talking about this work because you can like say things like he has a death wish but then it's just like he you might know, die he like, could tomorrow. almost yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't fun. Like people not, were laughing about how often he crashed. Right. And then right, he, right. Then he almost and then died. he got lit on fire. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's also like, then you drive like a, you drive like a fucking crazy person. Right. Um, so that's that episode. The episode seven is kind of, that's the Grosjean. Let's just like meet Grosjean episode. I mean, that, that, that's something that this season ultimately is about is this gets a little bit like, just like profiles on people. And Grosjean's obviously I got a great profile. Great pro. I got a great profile, and I'm gonna fucking blow your mind in season three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they they had they plant seeds. (laughs) They're like this guy get meet this guy because he's gonna. They knew. They literally were like something's gonna happen with Grosjean at some point. That's literally like yeah, like literally the Netflix execs were like, let's do it on this guy. He's the one that crashes all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At some point, that's gonna pay off. This guy's marked for death. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, so let's move on. So then at uh, episode eight, um, episode eight is when they talk about the, the next gen, the next generation of drivers. And this is an interesting one for me and you, because yes. this, this kind of, um, presents somewhat of a, a, a preference divide between the two of us, because this episode really talks about. Gasly, Gasly, and Leclerc. Well, here's the th- here's what I mean. There's really nothing to talk about because I was watching because <laughs> I didn't even remember Gasly in this episode when I first watched it. Like uh-huh. he was that forgettable right, to me. Right, right, right. Because what I realized is I'm watching Gasly in this. It's so fascinating to watch it. I'm like, I didn't even remember you were in this. I remember this as a Charles Leclerc episode. Well, it's mostly a Charles Leclerc but, episode. But then they try to fit Gasly in, and they do a really fun thing where they cut to them racing in adults, and then yes. they cut to them racing as kids. That yeah. was really fun. That's also what's 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 kind of nice about the second half of the season is, is they kind of show you how these guys all get to where they are, which is that they all raced in go-karts yeah. when they were kids. And they all kind of know each other, like AAU. They all kind of know each other. It's like the AAU thing. It's right. like, it's like um, you know, any type of elite athlete in an elite sports, you kind of have a sense for who are the other guys and um in this one they they kind of um profile and go into the growing trend of the youthful drivers and how big teams right. are are putting more the of their resources yeah. into these young guys but what's but what's crazy is so when season two they're like this is pierre gasly he's driving for red bull yeah. like pierre gasly really factors in heavily in season two yeah and when I and I binged it, I watched every episode because I didn't even remember him from episode from season one, right? Because he, to me, he was that forgettable. And well, I'm watching. He has his big moments, right? He, has his his real, big, he really fall in love with Gasly in season two, right? Because the thing is, is you watch Gasly and everything's on the upward trajectory for him, and mm-hmm. you're watching. I'm like, oh, he hasn't had his wound yet. Yes, yes, yes. He hasn't had his Batman like my parents have been killed in front of me yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, yeah, like everything's going well. Like, like this is awesome. This like, is awesome. I'm a, I, I'm a Red Bull junior driver, and then Ricardo left, and now I'm going to take the second seat yeah. of one of the best teams in all of Formula One. This is great. And he's playing video games. He's like, should I pick the Red Bull? Yeah, fuck it. I'll take the Red Bull. Yeah, whatever. He goes, he goes, he's just. 
here. It's like the, the, he shows him playing the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the PlayStation yeah. game, and they they have all the drivers like in a, a triangle. He's like, maybe next year I'll be in the middle. Yeah, it's like it's like Hamilton in the front, yeah, he's and like, he's like, he's like, next year maybe that'll be me. <laughs> he's like, like making little jokes, and it's like, no, babe, it won't. <laughs> it's gonna be like a five year journey for you. Yeah, to well, be least. anywhere close to relevant. Even at the at the end, the corner of that pyramid. Yeah, I mean, he's still not there. He's yeah. just quietly killing it at. at um, and he's just pissed off now. He's a pissed off like fuck this. Right, like, right, right. I'm but, just beating Yuki's ass every week. Right. And um, want to talk about like a a a, a, uh, a modern day Grosjean is Yuki Sonoda, in terms of like not understanding the limits of the car. Every time that Yuki crashes, they're always like they're always like he just pushes it too hard. like he crashes. Yeah, but Yuki does. Yuki Yuki doesn't. But Yuki like does dumb things like he doesn't stay within the lines of the pit lane. Yeah, it's just like little shit. Like he does like more technically dumb stuff. Right. 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 Like it's like or like, he does he he spins in the pit lane. Right. Like dumb stuff. But, but um, what something that this episode does also is it introduces you to. The my my boy, Charles Leclerc, and, and when did and, you be stand for Charles? Is that when you realized you were one degree of separation from him? Yeah, of course. Okay, but however, listen, <laughs> am I aware of the fact that I'm one degree away from Charles Leclerc? I have we have we have a, we have a mutual friend. <laughs> And but if you listen to early episodes before I knew that I was always defending Charles Leclerc when you were always trying to shit on him during the race where he where well, he crashed into Gasly at, at, on that first turn and you wanted to you wanted to have him fucking shot shot yeah I was defending him and saying that he raced great that race and I've always been a Charles Leclerc fan <laughs> and but what's interesting about this it's like they show him as like this rookie driver and, hot shot and but they show him and he is like. He's so good looking. Yes. I he's mean, there's so no, you're not going to get any argument fucking here. Fucking handsome. And he's and, only gotten more handsome. And he's like 19. And this is like, especially when he's like boyishly. He's, it's like. He's Biebs. If you're, yeah, if you're like a 12 year old looking at like these guys, like how. If you're like a 12 year old girl who like lives in, or, or a boy, a gay boy, who lives in, you know. A, a place where people give a fuck about Formula One, not America, until this pod, podcast blows up. Um. <laughs> I mean, he's and DiCaprio you Charles, How can you... No, he's DiCaprio. In he's, Titanic? He makes DiCaprio look like freaking someone not hot. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's so fucking... It's you think crazy. he's hotter than DiCaprio in like, Titanic? Like, um, he's like Timothy Chalamet. Okay. But like even cuter. He's like... I mean, he's I think just, he's hotter than Timothy. Who's, who is a Charles Leclerc like um, villain? I mean, he's... <sighs> There's really... He's the best looking guy of all time. He is. He's, he makes like... <laughs> I mean, he literally like... He makes people who like are in Hollywood... Like hot for a living. Yeah. People are hot for a living. And he's like, no, no, I don't need to be hot for a living. I actually can drive... Yeah. I, I'm he's like really one of the best good. prospects in all of Formula yeah, 1. Yeah. The guy at Alfa Romeo is like... Giovinazzi. Or like Sauber yeah. is like... Um, he's the best, um, you know, young driver that I've seen in like 20 years. Right. He says that in the, in the, in the thing, and so you see. You see well, what I love, what I loved, is when they go, "We're really good talent spotters. Like we have like twenty world championships." When, you know, when they went to other teams, <laughs> like that's the saddest shit yeah, I've ever yeah. heard. Like that's such a like a dubious claim to fame. Like yeah. we found other guys, like right. like other like we groom them, and then someone else takes them. Right, right, right. 
So in this episode, they also, so within the Gasly story, they're talking about how Gasly like hasn't had his wound yet. You know, Gasly yeah. hasn't like been, you know, it's just been like a pretty easy road for him. Yeah. It's just like was a, a Red, Paul, Red Bull Junior driver. Charles has had wounds. Charles has had serious wounds. And they talk about that in this episode. And those mm-hmm. wounds are that he lost his father, at father a um, like two years before, uh, like a year, a year before this, and, and then, then like, won a Formula then, Two race, like, and then won won a Formula Two race like two weeks after the fact. His or, father dies, and then he goes and he wins a Formula Two race, like Brett Favre when he when his dad died and just put up like three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, it's like exactly. And then shit. and then also like a couple years before that, he lost his godfather, who is another Formula One driver, yeah, named Jules Bianchi, Jules Bianchi, who died uh, before they put in the halo. So the halo that the, that the drivers the drivers use. Yes, and then that's and why then they it, put the halo. And then in. it saved Charles. And then it life. saves his Charles life. But, so so yeah. basically, Jules Bianchi, who is his godfather, who was really like it seemed more like a cousin, like he's like I don't or know, an older brother, an older brother, like five or six years older than him. Yeah, and he was a Formula One driver. He was set to be a Ferrari driver, and he had a tragic death. Um, it, when there was a, it was raining. I think I, I forget. It was, was a freak accident because he was ran a into a because, tractor. Yeah, basically there was an uh, there was another crash, and then they brought in. It was like a they put out a, a yellow flag, I think, and to to clear the rubble and to clear the the car off of the uh, off of the track, and he lost control and, and then went, slid, slid under slid the and slid under the tractor and hit his head and was in the hospital and and wound up dying. And that is the reason that they put in the, the little halo which is the like kind of like head covering for the drivers they didn't have for the entirety of Formula 1 until like 3 or 4 years ago. Brian, do you know who was against the halo? You know who fought <laughs> for the halo not to be involved? My boy Roman, Roman Grosjean was anti halo. Who then had his life saved yes. by the Halo yes. in 2020. <laughs> Probably had his life saved multiple times. Multiple the, times with the Halo. You know, Roman Grosjean would be working in the ICU being like, I don't know about this vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would really be a nurse being yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I don't know about this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it, it I restricts had, my had, freedom. Yeah, I don't they know. had pre-consistent. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. Did, well, yeah, I'm in good shape. I'm going to die. <laughs> and did they, did, well, the testing was a little rushed. It was rushed. <laughs> I think they rushed it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then later in that episode, they actually show LeClaire, who gets one of the McLarens goes on top of Leclerc Alonso Alonso like gets gets hit and then goes goes flying and and the tire would have fucking killed hit Leclerc in the head and he probably would have killed him Uh, but the halo was there and you see the fucking like damage on the halo and you you have a recognition that this episode is like definitely like a yeah these these people could all fucking like die Die. and and Leclerc was like it wasn't a big deal like to in, be, the car, in the car, you didn't feel like, like anything. Yeah, but then you watch it and yeah. you're like, holy shit. What this episode also does is that it, it introduces um, my guy Kimmy, my guy Kimmy Raikkonen, who um, is at this point the, um, he's one of the Ferrari drivers. And <laughs> you see just like the different personalities of what the sport is. And I fucking just like, I love Kimmy Raikkonen so much. And he's just, because he just, he's the opposite of like what we grew to not like about Daniel Ricardo. He is like <laughs> He's the anti Ricardo. He's the anti Ricardo. He just like every time people ask him a question, he gives one word fucking answers. And there's a situation where he is basically kind of like, And he's one world championship. And he's one world champion. <laughs> I mean he's like he's a very acclaimed yeah, fucking driver. Yes. And he's even driving well for Ferrari at this point. Like he I he, he got in third that year. And he uh, After Vettel. After yeah. Vettel, but yeah. still gotten third. I mean he he did better than Botas. 
Um, yeah, Botas came in fifth. Why did like I'm like he came in fifth? That like why do they keep this guy around? I know, but because anyway. look, because it's like Hamilton just does. Hamilton scores more points than any two teammates combined, basically. Right, but I know Botas saying, shouldn't but, be coming in fifth. Yeah, I feel like anyway. the same car as Hamilton, but yeah. um, yeah. So Kimmy, there's a whole situation where like Kimmy's maybe gonna leave Red Bull. Um, or like, who's going to take that Red Bull seat? And there's this, there's this, uh, you know, the, the narrative around Jules Bianchi, who was supposed to be a Ferrari driver, and same with Charles Leclerc, who's on the like the Ferrari Junior team, a la, you know, where Gasly is for Red Bull. He's on the Ferrari version of that team, and um, in a uncharacteristic kind of like Red Bull, or, I mean, a, a Ferrari move, they actually choose to go with Charles. And um, it's definitely like knowing what we know now. They went full hotties. They went full fucking hotties. <laughs> and this is the beginning of Ferrari being like, okay, like our move is to get like young the hotties. hottest fucking young bucks. Yes. And let's let's remember that Ferrari is a hot brand. Yeah. And unfortunately, Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen aren't really bringing home <laughs> the fucking dollars for us yes. when it comes to, you know, like Kimi's kind of attitude isn't very fucking Ferrari. And uh, yes. Charles's Pearson baby blues are a little bit more what we need. Yes. Yeah. So, so Leclerc goes to Ferrari. There's also these like very cute moments where everyone's kind of like shaking his hand. He's like, are you a Ferrari driver? And he's like shaking everyone's yeah. hand. And you just see, I, it's one of these things where like, I feel... Like, I want to be a fucking 12-year-old who has a crush on him. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, I'm like, these kids are so lucky. And they get to <laughs> they have, They get to like, have put posters of their I own. I mean, talk about, like, you know, people, like, it's like, once you, you, know, you get in your 30s, they're like, who is your childhood, like, who's your celebrity crush? And I'm like, I don't really have a celebrity crush right. anymore. Right, it's too late for us. It's like, when I was, it was like, that, it's, it's it was Britney Spears. Right. But as much as I want a free Britney, I wouldn't say that she's my current celeb crush. You Brian know I mean? had, Brian had, guys, Brian grew up in a tiny-ass little, like, <laughs> Tiny ass, like it was like a Harry Potter little, like hobbit hole. Yeah, but he had the tiniest room of all time, but he had the biggest poster of Britney Spears. <laughs> that poster was bigger than his entire room. It was the one where she's like has the Teletubby. It's like a Rolling Stone, I think. Yeah, it was she's pink. like on the bed. She's like she's like on pink satin sheets. Yeah, and she has like a Teletubby, and she's like kind of got one of her hands in her like the edge of her panties. Oh, and Jesus. boy, oh boy, did I like it! And then <laughs> you know what? I, I would trade that in for a second to have a photo of Charles Leclerc in my tiny little bedroom if yeah. I was twelve years old. Yeah. Um. And oh, that's... and the the, be- the other thing that was amazing was like the Ericsson storyline. I was like watching this. I'm like, can't they go back and just cut this for time? Do we really need this Ericsson thing? <laughs> like, it doesn't go anywhere. I know it doesn't go tough. anywhere. It's, it's just like a, it's just like. But what it does is that it, it it makes you understand that like how fucking like brutal and ruthless the sport is, Would... and that there's just like yeah. a level where like a guy like this who's like. Yeah, like I thought that I was really good, <laughs> and um, and then this kid comes in who's fucking nineteen, and black he's swan. just like better than me. It's it, black it's, swan. Yeah, it's full black swan. It's black swan. And and um, he goes, "What are you? What yeah, are you yeah. like in he diapers?" Said, he said, "He said I did that when I was uh, he talking about some race, and he's like, he's like, yeah, that was in 2010." He goes, "You're probably in diapers in 2010." He's like, "I was, I was like 10, 12." I was like, I was like 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like, oh god, fuck. damn it. And, and then uh, the, and the, the best part, episode, but the, the best other, part was yeah. when um, Gasly's getting into the little ice bath, and he's like, ah, "This is so, this oh, is yeah. so cold." And then he's just, and then it cuts to Ericsson, who's from Sweden. Yeah, and yeah. Ericsson's just chilling. Like <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, he's just like the ice baths back home. Like yeah. he's just like doesn't even move. Right. But then he talks about his dick. 
Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, don't film, don't film my crotch because it's not gonna like. Yeah, my goes, dick's gonna be tiny. No, he goes, he goes, back. the weapon's not very big right now. <laughs> I was like, is that a translation thing? Is that how Swedish people refer to their the dicks weapon. as weapons? That's such, that's it's so such, violent. It's such little dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> to call your dick a weapon, means that you have a fucking tiny dick. <laughs> Um, so let's move on. The, the last thing that I would say about this episode that was a funny little anecdote was that like, um, it, which, which also like kind of highlights the young guys is that like, it was Gasly's first time racing in Singapore. It was like, Gasly's going to be like, oh, it's my first time racing in Singapore. Like I've only raced Singapore on my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is makes just like, him so relatable. It makes him so... Re- I mean, it's crazy these guys just, like, play PlayStation yeah. to, like, get good at yeah. their job. It's yeah. also what's interesting. It's, like, probably for the old guard where they're like, what? <laughs> Why are you better than me? Because you were playing fucking video games when you were Because you've been practicing in this shit since you were five years you've old. You've been racing fucking Monza yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since you were eight. <laughs> You're like, oh, here comes turn six. Yeah. <laughs> this one's always been tough. B-button, yeah, B-button, yeah, B-button, yeah, yeah. B-button. Exactly. Uh, um, okay, so the next episode... Um, what, what would our title be for for episode eight? Leclerc is fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Leclerc's hot. <laughs> Fuck Leclerc's hot. Okay, that's, that's our episode eight. So episode nine, um, we get into the, the more of like the midfield drama because ultimately there's not that much fucking going on this season in, in actuality. Yeah. And it's the Haas versus Renault battle. Basically for the best of the rest. Who's going to get fourth? Is it going to be Haas who has Magnuson and Grosjean or is it going to be Renault who has Hulkenberg and who's the other Renault guy? Oh, it's a uh, science. It's Hulkenberg and science. And what's what's fun about this? Well, Hulkenberg um, was fully beat, fully beat that year. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. He did beat him. But so you you're also introduced to Hulkenberg, who is another kind tragic of tragic figure, tragic figure from the one because we we're just talking about Ericsson. It's like this guy who just like kind of never kind of really got it going at the end of the at the end of the that of the season. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a seat in Formula. Hulkenberg's like Chris Paul. Yeah, kind of. But Chris Paul at least made a finals yeah. and, and made All Star games. Yeah, yeah, Hulkenberg yeah. is like more tragic than that. Yeah. Hulkenberg is like this guy who just has he has the record for the most races without <sighs> a podium, podium. And which means he's been good enough to be in the in the like F one. Yeah. No, no, no. Meaning he's had the most races. Meaning like everyone's right. like this guy's good. Yes, yes. He's yes. had a long career. Yeah, but not good enough to actually get to a podium. Yeah, and he's this guy who's like been. He was a a killer in you know Formula Two. He was a and, highly touted prospect. Yeah, he was like the guy. He's kind of like a George Russell. Right. He's like if George Russell doesn't go to Mercedes right. or goes to Mercedes and then Mercedes kind of craps out and he he like never kind of yeah and never makes like that is like the potential worst case scenario for George. For George Russell, Russell is that he becomes a Nico Hulkenberg. So Hulkenberg is on Renault and he has this rivalry with Kevin Magnuson. And in the way that Ocon and, and Perez like kind of were kind of going at this each other. This one seems more real. But they couldn't really like actually shit talk each other because both of them are ultimately like kind of just like simps. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> nice too guys. nice. Um Hulkenberg and fucking Magnuson fucking hate, hate each, each other. other. And there's like they, they show this clip of some race where they like, like kind of were jockeying back and forth and Hulkenberg goes up to Magnuson and he goes, he goes, leave supportive driver on the yeah, on the grid. And yeah, then and then Magnuson goes, Suck my balls, mate. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, I love I was because like, oh Suck my, my balls, God. mate, which is so good. And and then um Yeah, and then they I love that they that this is the um this is the American episode. 
right? Yeah. This is the American <laughs> yeah. episode, right? Which is really interesting, like the way they do it, where they cut to they, then they cut to the American track, and it's all rusty and shitty, right? right and right. there's mud, and they're like, they're in America. Yeah, yeah, they're at like, they're at some like kind of like it's dirt a sprint, race. It's a track. sprint. It's a sprint track. Yeah, the, but like the, but the, not the cars, for, not for Formula One. They're no, for, no, it's a sprint. It's a sprint. Sprint racing is a type of American racing okay. where they race in the mud and they get the cars with the yeah. big wing on the top yeah, 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 yeah. and they had Tony Stewart I don't know if you saw that yeah, yeah, it was Tony, yeah. I was like that guy's like a NASCAR legend yeah but he's also it's, it, it makes you understand that like the difference between like a NASCAR and like the, 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 the barriers for entry for NASCAR versus fucking Tony Stewart's one. fully overweight he's so fat. I mean, Tony Stewart got the vaccine for the same reason that I did because I qualified for being obese. Yes. Well, I don't, and, know, if Tony, um, and I don't know if that guy got the vaccine. Yeah, he probably didn't get the vaccine. But <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. He doesn't fucking believe in that shit. Yeah. They rushed it. They rushed it. But um, <laughs> hey, what can you say? At the end of the day, they rushed it, and so my 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 boy Tony's not getting that vax. So, no, but then, and then and then and then when they go to the. I don't know. I mean, I support the troops and everything. And I'm like, you know, I think that's the greatest sacrifice you can make is to join the armed service. But there's something, you know, I've seen all the races. I watch all the races. But when they were in Austin and they showed all those helicopters yeah, flying by, like, I, I, was like, I was like, we're yeah. such putzes. Yeah. We're we such are. putzes. It's so true. Yeah, America. It's just like, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, Especially like those helicopters, they're so like kind of like bulgy and fat, and just like even the helicopters are just kind of like they're not sleek. And Formula One is so sleek. American? No, I'm just like I'm just like what is like all these Europeans? They come in, they they come in. It's like this is what we show them: fucking helicopters. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, just like just just are. like with Afghanistan just happening, I'm just like. You know, maybe we need to stop with the milita- military industrial complex a little bit. You know, this isn't anti-troops. This is just like, God, with the military displays. You know, that's all. We need to get someone in Congress to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, think that's, I think what Matt said is, is something that no one that no one's saying. Like, I think it's about time that someone in politics... We're heard. such schmucks. Um, I'm like, just... I mean, I was just like, oh, this is... But there's a there's you know getting off of Matt's disdain for America <laughs> for a fucking second. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and it's funny that they, um, they talk about... Um, uh, Magnuson's Gunter's like he's like you know Magnuson he's kind of like the bad boy of Formula One <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that America could kind of like you know contribute to it's like we know what a we know what a bad boy yeah. looks like yeah. and like for Kevin Magnuson to be like the bad boy of Formula One is like something that like I think that you know we could maybe uh, give them a couple pointers no on. Max is the bad boy of Formula Max One Max is, is definitely but and, I love um, and and I love that then they show like okay Haas and Renault are like neck and neck like yeah. this huge car manufacturer well I want to talk about that because there's something that's also interesting about like watching this documentary and watching this series yeah. which is that like they talk about Renault and they're like Renault's the biggest car manufacturer in, in the Europe. world well, in the, one of them. he says it in the that's what he says not Europe he says it's one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world and I'm like I've never even fucking heard of this company well it's true I understand, but that is, but there's something about it that like is is um, what's fun about watching this thing is that you're just like it is. Yeah. What the fuck is Renault? And they're like, you know, one of the biggest car in the entire world. It's like I'm you like, know when you go to Europe and you see all those little dipshit cars. Yeah, those that's Renault. Renault. Yeah. And guess what, babe? That's why we're not. They're not winning championships. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I love that they're like, yeah, Renault's had an off couple of years, and they cut to a guy like looking over some engine schematics. He's got a cigarette hanging from his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a great cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but there's so there. 
they're you know they're talking about the 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 Renault versus Haas battle and how it's really the kind of like this Hulkenberg versus Magnuson battle where they keep fucking like jockeying back and forth at each other and it's going to be who's going to be the best of the rest and it all kind of comes down to the to the, the American race. Yes, it American comes down race. to the race in Austin. Um, and in that race, um, Grosjean, Grosjean's Wait, car. We should up. probably we should probably hit the the most tragic scene in cinema history. Whoa, whoa, whoa okay. Which is when Hulkenberg goes to visit that school. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> This is fucking this amazing. This is brutal. This is also what's amazing about this arc and, and, and amazing about this sport. Yeah, they, they get Hulkenberg to be like, hey, like you're in America. Like, let's, uh, let's or, you know, go visit the kids. Let's go do a thing where you'll meet some kids and you'll do like a, do an interview or whatever. These results oriented children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he comes in and they're like in some, you know, I don't know exactly where they are, but the, the kids are just kind of school. like, the kids are like, oh, like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they're just like, um, how many races have you won? First question. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, none. <laughs> and they're like, wait. They're like, you what? haven't won. You haven't won any races. He goes, well, it's really hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> and like, well, you haven't brutal. won any races. And he goes, no, not in, not in Formula One. I yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, not in Formula Formula One. It's actually really hard. They're like, what about in like ever? And he goes, yeah, I've won. I've won other races. And he goes, but but just not in Formula One. They ask him like five times. I want. It's like almost like a producer went over there and was like, okay, so like ask him if he's won races. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the also, Love Island producers. Like na- yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it is like a natural question for a kid to ask. Like, like a kid would be like, you know, how many races have you won? But they asked him five times. Yeah, if I'm a teacher, know, I'm like. Shut <laughs> yeah, asking. but you know it doesn't because it, it doesn't compute. Yeah. It, Wait, it you're a professional and you haven't won a single race. Yeah, then why? Why are why you are we here? even talking, why are we talking to, to you? you? Yeah. Um, but so then we go to the actual race and um, Grosjean gets out early. Magnuson, it's up to Magnuson to kind of like make the thing go. Um, yeah. Ultimately, doesn't who the fuck cares? This thing's gone on for fucking long enough. Ultimately, <laughs> we're, we're 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 we don't know, we're not gonna fucking waste any more of your time. Because we got, we still have the last episode to get. Yes. There. So, fucking Rena wins. Yes. Haas loses. Yes. Haas thinks that this is the worst that they'll ever do. Yes. The reality is, this is their fucking peak. And, and that's how many you learn about life. Yeah, yeah. There's it's, also an amazing moment where, like, this is the first time that you see people tattling on each other, and that, like, there's a moment where, like, after Grosjean like uh, gets out of the race, he he goes to uh, Gunter and he's like, you know, science actually like fucked up there, and he and he and he. Right, like he went off track and got ahead, and yeah. Gunter's like, really, really, really. They're like, oh, so like they call in, and it's the first time you see that like they can tattle on each yes. other. Yes, that like the other teams can like tattle on each other, which becomes a huge thing. Certainly this season, um, in, like the current current season, and in in the seasons uh, of of Drive to Survive. But, but when I just want to like really say like when I watched Gunther bitching about like being miserable about losing fourth, I'm and then being stuck at fifth and having that miserable look on his face, I'm like, you you now realize that I'm like, this is the best moment your life right. this is as good as it gets for you right and that's a lesson that i'm going to try to take with me throughout my life like i'm like these could be the best days of my life mm-hmm. and like really remember that every time i'm like you know i could get cancer tomorrow i could get hit by a car right. you know and and to really be like well th- those are the best days of my life and i spent it like being miserable and that's kind of what gunther did right he was being a miserable prick when he took a shitty team like haas to fifth to, place yeah to fifth place and then was pissed off about it. Yeah. Um, So then we go to the last episode, which I would like to entitle Hello Max. (laughs) 
Verstappen. Yes! And you're finally fucking introduced Thank you. to the fucking guy who, to like, the who, who, you know what you're introduced to? You're introduced to the real Daniel Ricardo. The baby goat. Just like who, you know, it's like they're like, Ricardo's gonna be the guy. No, it's, You know, let's it's, get on to Ricardo. Yeah, like, no, no babe, no. it's actually this fucking. Belgian Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just like you're you're kind of this this goes further into the kind of the, the whole Red Bull yeah. the Red Bull thing and you're and you see Daniel through the latter half of the season kind of not do so well waning. after Monaco waning. waning and um just like have you know, just kind of shit luck and and shit driving, and meanwhile Max Verstappen is fucking making his way through the grid and driving like a fucking beast. And but getting into a lot of crashes, stupid crashes, stupid crashes. But which we which he hasn't necessarily corrected. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, because you know, I, I've described this before, but like Lewis is like Stringer yeah. in the wire. Like he's kind of big picture, like trying to go legit and 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 Max is like Avon who just wants his corners and it's just like he doesn't know right. cuz he's just a gangster. It's like <laughs> these are my corners. Like right. this is my turf. I'm alpha male. I want my corners. And and it's just and then when they and then oh when he's just bumping people and he's still he's just like bumper cars. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck you. He literally is racing like you. bumper cars. He's fucking racing like bumper cars. But there's there's some amazing moments where like you can kind of also see that Daniel recognizes that he's fucking like made a mistake. Because yeah. at one point <laughs> they're, when they're, they're wheeling they're the Renault. Yeah. And um this is what I I, I wrote it down because it's like it's too good. They're wheeling the Renault by and it's Christian Max yeah. and Daniel Awkward. and Daniel's and it's just like oh there goes there goes the your new car and Daniel yeah. goes Daniel goes yeah um, well next one's you next next year's one will be fast <laughs> barely and then and then Christian goes couldn't be slower <laughs> <laughs> and then Daniel literally puts his hand on his face he's just like oh uh, like what the fuck did I do <laughs> and we also missed the most iconic thing like when I was like oh I forgot that Max is a fucking G with no like who doesn't give a f-. he's kind of like a little Kimmy-ish but with more emotion uh-huh where he because he doesn't yeah. give a fuck when, the, when when he got into the thing with Okan where he's pushing Okan okay so the, and he goes hold on, hold on, hold on. let's explain uh, let's explain the situation so there, there was a there was a race during that season where Max is leading yeah Max is leading the race yeah and it's gonna be like his first win of that season yeah and Okan is been lapped by Max <laughs> and he starts like trying to unlap himself, which is something that you can do. Yes. You're allowed to do that. But I think it's it, it's a little twofold where it's like Max was like, no, fuck you. You're not going <laughs> to fucking lap me. But then it was also like, if this is the situation, just like either fucking give the people the room or fucking don't. And they fucking crash into each other. And, and Max could have let, I mean, Max had more to lose than Ocon. That's yeah, what he's got to learn. It's like he might be right, but he has more to lose. So basically, so maybe even if Max was wrong, he was still fucking like pissed off that, that this thing happened. Yes. And he goes there. They show this like clip. No, of, Max is right, but he has more to lose. So just chill. Right. But, he's, he goes, but it's so he goes my up, corner. He goes, to conf- he goes to confront Okan and you just see it from like they don't have audio for yeah. this. So you just like kind of like see it from afar. But he's going up and confronting him and Okan's just kind of like, like laughing him la- off, kind of laughing him off. Not and taking Max it seriously. Fucking pushes him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Okan's like laughing more and he kind of like looks, he's like, is anyone going to come like stop this <laughs> yeah. guy? And Max is like, keeps fucking putting, because Max is fucking pissed. And what he says to Daniel after the fact is that he's like, you know, like I went to confront him about it and he was like, well, I was faster than you. So like, <laughs> and was like laughing at me and laughing at my reaction. So then like I pushed him and then he was just like fucking like laughing about the fact that like he did ruin 
his a race. guy's race, which is part Serious. of what kind of annoys me about Ocon. Yeah, that was. And there's that like was, a level I was pro Max on that. It's just like one of these things where it's like Ocon has this kind of. You can't like play the. Not that he's like you can't play the victim and be like mm, so much harder for me than all these other guys, and then like be a fucking dick. Yeah. You just like you, it's like either be like straight up and a straight up guy, yeah. or like be a killer. Yeah. But he's like it's just it annoys me when these guys like are in between something. Yeah. And like what's nice about Max is that he's just like a fucking psycho <laughs> yeah. and a killer. It, and he takes like, it seriously. And takes it. It's like either. Fucking take it seriously and care and fucking try or like or or be goofy and whatever. Like just Ricardo, like be, be, yeah, just like be one or the other. Yeah, um, and then he said the most iconic thing in the press conference. What? Which he go? Uh, they asked about the Ocon thing, and he goes, "I don't have a lot to comment on. I don't have a comment, except that he was being a pussy, <laughs> which yes. is just the most legendary. Like he's like, I'm gonna do the good PR thing." And then just ruin it. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, this is like I one forgot of the that he said that. Amazing about watching, like the tenth episode is really fucking yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, because you forget that, the, like the bitchy moment with Christian yeah, being like, yeah. you know, that like, couldn't be any slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Max being like, he was being a pussy. No, but but he led it with, yeah. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. like, oh, so he's not going to give them something to run with. Yeah. And then he gave him the like the most inflammatory, <laughs> he's the most inflammatory <laughs> thing he could possibly say. I guess it also makes you understand a little bit more of his bitchy in- Instagram posts. Like yeah. post Silverstone. Except that he was being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, and he just said and it you was see, dead actually, up. You know what? Actually, he's grown. Yeah. He's actually grown to the man that he is now who's just making passive-aggressive comments on Instagram. And you know what else was really crazy? It was yeah. when the when the Abu Dhabi race started. You see Will Smith, full corny, just waving the yeah, flag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Abu yeah. Dhabi, like, he's like, hey. Well, what's interesting about and Abu Dhabi, I yeah. I wanted to say, sodomy, I looked this up, sodomy is punished by like like fourteen years in prison and being gay is like a serious crime there. So time's up on you, Will Smith. Okay, that is really <laughs> fucked up. Like, no, seriously, it's a really horrible place. Yeah, and I'm saying like I get that F1 like they don't they care. They don't care. They don't care. But like Will Smith, you're a Hollywood celebrity. Yeah, but he's like an international, like worldwide famous celebrity. So like on some level, he's like, but I have all these fans. Here. <laughs> but what's yeah. interesting about what they seem like to make try to make Abu Dhabi into is like they're trying to make Abu Dhabi into Monaco, because like if you look at Abu Dhabi, they're like they have like Stupid they have money. yachts, they have so much money, and they're kind of like it's like stop trying to make Abu Dhabi stop trying to make Abu Dhabi happen. Okay, Gretchen. well I think it's happening. It is, it is happening. <laughs> it is happening. But there's a level where they're kind of like look like we have like a couple of yachts and some like girls on yachts. Yeah, right? we got like look we got Will Smith. It's like, yeah. Well, Monaco has like Will Smith, Tom Brady, yeah, John Snow, yeah, fucking like Tom Cruise and Hugh Grant. So like you're not quite there yet. Babe. You know what else is my favorite part is when is when Max's engine is fucking up and he goes he goes. Engine hot, engine hot. Yeah, <laughs> he goes yeah. like, like you. He feels like it's like he's actually physically heating up. Engine hot. Yeah, that was amazing. He gets so like worked up on the radio. It was amazing. Oh, and there's also yeah. So like this this episode kind of like wraps up the whole thing. They they're, they they do a whole bunch of shit. They kind of like cram a bunch of things like things that you missed this season. They like. Yeah. Show a bunch of like random shit. They they introduce our boy, my boy Lando Norris, who's the new guy at fucking. McLaren. Who's coming off like such a smug little, such a little fucking shit. Uh, I'm like, but I he can he fucking me... back it up. He, I he hadn't like backed it up yet. Yeah, but he did later. So yeah. like, there's something about watching Lando Norris because he comes up. The, you're like, this kid fucking sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate this kid. <laughs> 
But then He's knowing so what I know smart. now, I can't help but be like transfixed. Um, I'm like, like, he knows. He knows. They're like, do you think it's going to be like difficult for you? He's like, not really. <laughs> I was like, guess what? It wasn't. <laughs> he was fucking right. Yeah. There's also amazing moments, so like uh, Fernando's uh, retiring, which they kind of don't really like get that much into. But they, they Fernando's retiring from F1, and in the final race, <laughs> they're saying to him, they're like, they're like, you have an opportunity for a point, Fernando. Like, you have an like, opportunity for, you have an opportunity <laughs> for one point. And then he goes, I have eighteen hundred points. <laughs> and he goes, Well, make it eighteen hundred and one for me, yeah. Fernando. <laughs> he said it more like a. He's just like, I have eighteen hundred yeah, yeah. points. He's like, fuck off! I have eighteen hundred <laughs> yeah. points. I don't need. I don't need to get one point <laughs> in my final race. <laughs> yeah. I need, oh, I need to get tenth, tenth for me to get one point. Suck my fucking. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah it's just and it was like, what was really crazy was yeah. um, when Will Buxton was like, "If he's like he's taking a big risk with Lando Norris, he's very young, but if if he hits it right, he's he's a genius." And I'm like, "Zach Brown's a genius. I guess Zach Brown's a genius. <laughs> Zach Brown's a genius. Zach baby. Brown is a fucking. He's made McLaren great again. He he literally. Has. Oh, and we missed one the dickest thing that yes. Christian yes. said. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay, yes. Okay. So we'll end with this. We'll end with this. Um. The final moment that's absolutely incredible from this episode, yeah. which kind of caps off like what this season really was about, was about, which was the Christian versus Cyril kind of debate. And um, it's it's in one of the final press conferences of the year, and they're they're kind of reiterating, they're they're kind of re-asking Christian the question about like you know how are you going to be like without you know Renault next yeah. year, like how's it going to be like you know with your new engine supplier. And Christian, who's sitting right, who's sitting right next to Cyril, says, "Well, you know, like we'll see how he's he's doing because you know Cyril was making the tea when we first started. <laughs> he literally puts, he was making the tea. Yes, when we first started the, with the Rhino. most British put down. Just like you're, you're fucking, you're nothing more than a little fucking butt boy. Yeah. And then, and then, and, and then Cyril goes." He's always nice. <laughs> always nice. He's always nice, Christian. Yeah. And then what's interesting about that's funny about that is that you zoom out. They show like a wide and and uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Toto Wolf is in that same press conference. Yeah. Who's like is too good for even this documentary season yeah. one. Yeah. But you see him after Christian like says his little snide remark, and Toto just fucking is like, oh god, just rolls his eyes. Like I'm too good for these little just like boys. God, these like these guys are so fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> They're little like cheap shots at the like, press conference. Oh, you're like, third, you're fourth. Mm, like. Yeah, like these guys fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> Christian is such a fucking little little shit. Yeah. Um, who now he's fucking like forced to deal with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's kind of. That's kind of it. Um. There's also there was one more. There was one other moment where like in the, when Daniel um. You're also seeing like the beginning of like the other, you know, thing with the season, which goes in with that is is Daniel leaving and going to Reno, mm-hmm. and he's like um, expressing his frustration at the end yeah. of the season. They're like, they're like, how would you, you know, what would you give yourself as like a, a, a grade this year? Yeah, and he goes, I just like L for loser, <laughs> and, he, and he's like pissed. He says like like L for loser because he's fucking mad about what's happened, and then he goes, or G for good looking, and it's just like that's it, that's. That's why we've lost you. <laughs> because you were mad with L for loser. You're mad that you've sucked this season. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, but I'm fucking hot. And rich. And rich. And that's why. That's his coping mechanism. And that's, that's how he copes. He literally copes by looking himself in the mirror and, and looking at his Instagram numbers. Yeah. 
which is a bummer. He but should just be miserable. He should just and be angry. miserable and angry and, and be be a champion. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thank you, Vankas. Goodbye, Vankas. Um. So next uh, next week this this Sunday we've got a race. We've got the race. So we will be coming. We'll be coming at you. Um, coming in hot, engine hot. hot. We're gonna release this episode hopefully before the weekend, and then uh, come uh, you know next week you'll be having our reactions to uh, to the race. So you won't have to listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wankers. Until next time.